Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Girls on Another Level. Um, so I usually start off the episodes, you know, with the soft music and then um, I'll speak on the scripture that I'm quoting for that day, but um, we're we just going to talk it out. So the scripture that I'm going to read is Proverbs 29 and 11, and it says, A fool vents all of his anger, but a wise man brings himself under control. And... You know, I've just been having a rough time at work lately, and they are really pushing it. And it's crazy because my my pastor had just preached on a sermon about being unbothered, and you know, the way to be unbothered is distance yourself from people, of course, certain people, um, and distance yourself from patterns. And so, you know. I'm throughout the week like, yes, I'm unbothered. I'm about to disengage from so-and-so. I'm about to disengage from these patterns that I have, and I'm going to be unbothered. Well, then the end of the week came, and I was bothered. I was bothered, and it ruined my whole weekend, you guys. So it it definitely did bother me, Um, and I want to correct myself. I, I won't say the weekend just that friday night it it really had me whoo it really had me y'all but um you know speaking with my family my mom my grandma um and one of my close friends you know i've been really working on my faith and my relationship with god and the devil saw that and he he took the the cheesy route and found a way to sneak himself in and yeah, I was pressed and upset about the situation Friday, but after about 9.30 that night, I shut my computer, I blocked everything out. Um, my mom was like, call one of your best girlfriends and you need to listen to some good news right now. And I watched a Netflix series and I went to sleep, you know. Um, and then actually it's, it's Monday now that I'm actually recording this and I wanted to, um, record the intro ahead of time just so while this is fresh on my mind, um, and my pastor does a devotional, um, and usually I try to catch it here and there. Um, and I was able to catch it today. Um, someone sent it in our group message. And so literally The scripture, um, Proverbs 29 and 11, is what he talked about. And he was just saying, we're going to make the confession to um, say that we are going to have an anger-free week. Um, No anger, free me from this, this anger. And I was like, okay, I think this might be what I need. And as he, he dove um, into the, to the message, it it really resonated with me and it was something that I needed to hear. Um, and it's just, you know, it's the trick of the enemy to cause us to be angry, be upset, feel sad, hurt. And it's the trick of him to make us sit in those feelings. And, you know, we just have to decree and declare that, you know, thank you, God, for giving me the grace to forgive the people or the things that have offended me and have tried to offend me. Um, and, and just saying, you know, like, Lord, you know, I am not going to let anybody, anything allow me to sit in this anger. And that's what I had to remind myself after listening to his devotional. And, you know, that, that scripture really resonated with that and the situation that I've 
going through at work. And I, I wanted to share it with you guys. And something that stood out to me as I listened to the devotional and then following up with my mom about it, because I called her and was like, girl. Um, and, you know, one thing that my pastor said was, you know, anger is not the sin. It's what you do after that anger. You sitting in that anger, that hurt, that frustration, whatever the case may be, that's what's going to turn into sin because you're going to be responding and doing things when you just need to let it go, give it to God, and continue to be unbothered, you know? And that's really what I took from it. And I know there could be other situations personal. It doesn't have to be work-related, but I, I knew this message, this little message, as well as the, the scripture would be a good um, intro to, to start us off. So it was more of a, a conversation this time, not just dropping a scripture here, but I, I definitely want to give some encouragement. Now, with all that said, um, can you guys guess what career we're going to be talking about by the clip that I'm about to play? I work for Dish Nation. I am in the world of journalism. So my uh, word now she's needs journal to be... I mean, journalism is... <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're downplaying my job? So today I have the honor and privilege to interview Shanique Yates. Um, also known as, as Told by Sly, um, how I met her, she was like, my name is Sly. So when I saw your actual like website and stuff, I was like, oh, her name is Shanique. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys, Shanique is a journalist and a content creator here in the Atlanta area. So I want to welcome you in. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Um. So now I have to give them the backstory of how we met and how we got here. I met Shanique. Um, well, I'll, I'll call you Sly. I met Sly um, earlier, about a month, almost over a month ago now. Um, we met at the Coco Jones um, EP release party. Um, I came there by myself, trying to be grown, stepping out and not having no friends with me. <laughs> Uh, and I met Sly and another girl, um, Michaela, there, and we kind of just kind of stuck together, you know? Um, they helped me down through a little awkward moment as well, but you know, that is what it is. Um, and I got to learn a little about her and what she does. So kind of just want to jump in there. Like I said, you are a journalist, but I had to just kind of look up what the definition of a journalist is because I want to get your opinion on something. So <laughs> I looked up the definition of a journalist um, and the first definition I saw um, it said that a journalist is an individual that collects or gathers information in the form of text, audio, or pictures to form into newsworthy for the public. Um, so that's the definition that I saw. Now, the reason why I brought that up is because we have platforms like The Shade Room. Here in Atlanta, we have, I think it's Everything Georgia... Um, ATL scoop now at this point so I'm curious to see in your opinion with all of these people who like post for the public would you consider them to be a journalist um so I feel like 
the landscape is changing, so to speak. But I would kind of, I don't know, like, I, I guess I would say it just depends on the person. I don't feel like journalism is salacious. So if it's something that's meant to, like, I don't know, like, tear people down, so to speak, like, I don't know if I would call that, let's say, I don't know if I would call that effective journalism, you know what I mean? Because, like, the facts are the facts, but, yeah. Okay. I feel like I kind of, like, what's the word, like, when you're, like, what do they call it, like, toting the line or something? I don't know. Like, yeah, kind of just kind of both because it is kind of a, a hard thing but the reason why I asked that is because I was just watching like re-watching Real Housewives of Atlanta that's one of my favorite shows and <laughs> it was a piece in there where Portia had said some accusations about someone and you know she used to work for Dish Nation um, so she was just like I am a journalist and you know I try to make sure that all the the facts are, are straight and true and so I was like I'm, I'm curious because this nation is credible completely but you know now yeah. social media you have all these different pages and pretty much anyone can post things so I was just curious to see what your opinion is but you gave the, the safe answer so that's, <laughs> that's good <laughs> but we, we didn't come here to talk about that. Definitely want to jump into your journey. Um, just the little bit that I know from when we first met, you have a story to tell. And so um, I know that you've kind of had um, always been like creative driven, but can you just kind of tell me a little bit about that, you know, like growing up and what inspired you to even get into media to begin with? Yeah, so I... Um... I have always, like, since I was a kid, like, I always loved to read. So, like, I was, like, that kid that, like, was in the grocery store with a book. And my mom's like, girl, come on. <laughs> and so I always had a love for, like, learning new things. And then um, in the third grade, it graduated to me doing, like, oratorical contests. And so... From there, I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Like being able to captivate audiences like with something that I wrote. And so then fast forward, like I did that all through middle school, high school. And then I get to high school, like very early high school. And my history teacher, like I was just, I would just like give like a rundown of information in the morning in class. And he was like, yeah, like you should look into journalism. And I'm like, I never thought like you know what I mean like I always watched Oprah growing up I always was like I want to do that but I didn't really put a name to it until high school um but yeah so like just at a very being inquisitive at a very young age really kind of sparked my interest and I really feel like my profession is something that has been there since like childhood um, which I'm really, really grateful for. It's grown and evolved because I used to want to be a sports reporter, stuff like that. But yeah, essentially it really started like very young, like as early as second grade. Wow. And you know, that's crazy that you kind of brought up, you know, the fact going into, um, you know, high school and, you know, like what we used to do um, 
when I was in elementary, we had like the the morning announcements and stuff like that, and they would try to film it. And I didn't start thinking about that until maybe like a year ago. And I was like, wow, like journalism, news, media has like that has been a thing, but we really didn't know what it was for real. It wasn't this like sought after career that every I guess teenager young adult really wanted to pursue even thinking about like the show one-on-one like flex was a, a sports anchor um and it's I don't know like it's just weird to see like there the signs were there the shows were already there and now it's like it's us it's our time to actually do it but that's that's pretty cool um so when you kind of narrowed down that you wanted to be a journalist specifically, um, you know, what, talk me through your, your next steps. You kind of got started seriously in high school, but you know, what was your, your next steps from there? Yeah. So in high school, I joined like the yearbook club. And so I got to like write like little blurbs and like interview. Honestly, it was just a way to <coughs> to be social, like to get out of class. Um, it was during third period. So when everybody had lunch, so to be able to get out of class and like just go around like with a camera and like asking people questions, I was like, yeah, this is the life. And so <laughs> after that, um, I really just like narrowed down the schools I wanted to go to. And before I get into that, I did want to say, I love that you brought up like shows like one-on-one because like for me, it was watching Brown Sugar and Sydney Shaw, like seeing Sydney Shaw, like be like this bomb editor for like music. I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I want to do. Or even like living single with Khadijah, like, being like running things in the journalism space so like and moesha like you know what i mean so yes. it's just like, <laughs> yeah so it's like seeing those i was like oh my gosh i want to do this i want to do this but really it took my teacher like bringing it out of me to be like okay like this is what you should look into so really i started doing my research and i found like broadcast journalism or mass communications programs at different colleges and I applied to like a few colleges went on some tours and I landed at um Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond Virginia so not too far from where I was born and raised and uh, where I grew up which is a small town called Dinwiddie County Virginia but like I really just researched like typical journal journalist stuff like researching like okay these are the this is what I should study when I get there like um, okay, this, I knew VCU stood out to me because they had, like, professors who also doubled as, like, that worked in news, like, by, by morning, they were teaching us, and then by night, they were on, like, the five o'clock news, um, and then having our own on-campus studio, so really, just, like, doing my research and putting myself out there, um, as far as, uh, job applications went, Mm -hmm. Um, that's really how I got into it. And then I really like stuck to my guns with people that I love, like Oprah, Robin Roberts, um, Ananda Lewis, like just studying them and their craft, like over the years, I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to (laughs) do. I love it. Yes. 
we're kind of in this time now where anything media related a lot of people feel like you don't have to go to school for it which you kind of don't sometimes people kind of self-teach themselves and learn just through experience so kind of what's your your take on that when it comes to certain industries within media I do feel like I will say I know like we're at this thing like where like higher education can be seen as like predatory and things like that but I for I can only speak from my personal experience and I definitely feel like It taught me a lot, but it was up to me to really apply it. So, like, what that means is, like, I definitely learned a lot. Like, I learned to be a one-man band in college. So, that means I was writing my packages, logging, like, literally (coughs) hauling a big old-fashioned news camera around campus, which was horrible. Um, But they really taught us to be a one-man band and edit and all that stuff. So I really think that that like opened my eyes up to be like, okay, like obviously this is something I'm passionate about because I had like my cousin, she was in school to be a doctor, right? And I took her with me one day to do the packages and she was like, oh, it's not as easy as I thought. And I was like, yeah, like it's actually (laughs) like work. Like I really do be putting in work. So I... I would implore, like, even if you don't go to college, like, at least, like, do some kind of certification program because it really did teach me, like, the ins and out of journalism. Like, okay, fact checking. When I was in college, we were very beginner stages of, like, I remember we had, like, one class that was new, which was, like, an iPad journal class to try to get into social media journalism. And it's Mm -hmm. funny because now that's where I get a bulk, like I find the bulk of my stories that I pitch daily, you know what I mean? So that's super fascinating to me. But I would definitely suggest some kind of training, whether it's college or whether it's some kind of program. I just feel like if you really want to be a journalist, you automatically love learning and you are inquisitive. So I I would really, really strongly suggest putting that training behind it because those are skills that I still use to this day. Um, and I'm very, very grateful for it. And I wouldn't have done it any other way, any other school, none of that. Like I would have done it just the way I did. Yes. I love that. It's funny that you kind of mentioned in your story with your cousin and her being shocked at how much work goes into it because I too am, I went to school for mass media. I'm in communications. And so I, at first, like, I wanted to transfer from my school for the longest. I was just like, no, like, I, I want to do something else. But, of course, God took me on the path he did for a reason. And now, when I look back on it, I'm like, I'm so happy that, you know, I stuck through it. Because I feel like, one, I didn't know, you knew out the gate from an early age that you wanted to stick specifically with journalism for me I didn't know what area in media I wanted to be in at first I wanted to be a news anchor then um I I was like let me be a radio personality like I, I didn't know what I wanted to do so I really tell people now like college gave me that time to explore 
with all the different courses you take and then make it into my own and really just give me the foundation and the fundamentals. So I'm like, I totally 100% agree with you. Some type of class certification course, um, you'll learn way more than what you Google or, or YouTube University. Like they have the answers, but they don't got all the answers. <laughs> No, I love that you said that because, like, that is so true. Um, and what school did you go to? So I went to Valdosta State, um, closer to Florida. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that's dope because you know I really tell people like if it wasn't for college, like I wouldn't have known like that there were other things I could do within this space. Like the one thing I did love was like, okay, we had to do advertising. They still taught us print journalism, even though it was dying. Like, it was just interesting because I was like, sports, sports, sports. I'm going to be the next Pam Oliver. Like, but then it changed. Do you know what I mean? So I'm grateful for, like you said, like going to school and seeing like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know, like, I could do documentaries too. Like, you know? Right. So yes. So now you finished school and you went to Aspire TV. Um, but I'm curious, was that your first break after um, graduating college or did Aspire TV come a little bit after you graduated? So that came a little bit after. Um, actually, when I left a little bit after I graduated, so I graduated from BCU in 2015 and maybe, yeah, that was in like May and by November, October, November of that same year, I landed a job as a production assistant or I think that, no, I think my, my a title was like news content specialist or something at a local news station. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an NBC affiliate. Um, I got to do everything from like, being a floor manager to like working the teleprompter to um, making graphics. And I should add that I was working early. So like I clocked in to work at 3 a.m. <laughs> and I, yeah. And then I was done by like 9.30 a.m. And then I would go to like a call center job that I had at the time. Cause I was trying to be grown and like move out as soon as possible. Cause I was like, uh, like I just finished college. I had all this freedom. I moved back home. I was like, this is not it. I gotta, I gotta figure something out. And so that is like, oh my gosh, like that was a very ugly job. I'm not going to lie to you, but it strengthened me in a lot of ways. Um, it taught me a lot. Um, and then it also taught me like, okay, like I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? So I really appreciate it. And I still have friendships from that job, like in this space, like, you know, one of my friends, Janice, she works for like TSA and does like communications on the government side of things, which I think is super dope. Um, and she's doing a lot, a lot of dope work up in like Baltimore, DC area, but yeah, that was my first like real news job, like where I got a paycheck, like direct deposit. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's always those first jobs, like or those internships 
where it's like you know anyone who's not familiar with media i'm like all right y'all keep talking let you be um camera grip for for an hour and watch your your arms buckle like we <laughs> it is grind season when it comes to like those those first jobs right out of college <laughs> but you yes. know you you went to aspire tv temporarily that was a position that was just supposed to be temp and it kind of grew into a full-time position so kind of tell me what was it like working there um so that's um that's great like i (coughs) it was great working there um and i should add that there was a gap when i before i got back in so i like left media altogether in 2017 and i didn't move to atlanta to take the job with aspire until august 2019 and so during that short period, and I have to like speak to it because I just feel like it's, it's a part of my testimony. Because during that period, I was working at a call center job. I hated it. But like anybody that worked with me, like my whole cubicle was full of sticky notes, like <laughs> affirmations. Like I'm, I'm telling you, like it was, I still have them in my little keepsake box in my closet. Because those, like, helped me, like, every day I was, like, reading. I was studying a lot. I was listening to Black Girl Podcasts um, with Gia Pepper, Scotty B, um, just, like, just the, all those dope women. And it was, like, the wheels were turning. So, like, I wasn't working in media, but eventually I started, like, writing for a website. Again, like, I was writing for free for this website called M Lifestyle. And... You know, I left that call center job, took a social media job at T-Mobile. And so I stayed at T-Mobile for a year. uh, And I really used that time to like travel um, and visit all my friends that had moved away to cool places because Mm -hmm. that job was remote. And then at the top of 2019, it was like so intentional. Like I went on a fast, like a Daniel fast with this um, organization called Daughters of a King. Um, they're based in Maryland. And so I like didn't watch TV. I didn't listen to like anything but gospel. I like made a vision board and I was like, I'm going to move. I'm going to like <coughs> land a job in entertainment, blah, blah, blah. So I reached out to my mentor who had been in Atlanta for several years, Keisha Taylor. And she's a Dinwiddie girl too, but she's older than me. But I always, like, kind of bugged her and, like, forced her <laughs> to be my mentor. And so I came. And, and so eventually I, I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm trying to move to Atlanta, blah, blah, blah. Like, eventually, like, maybe months later, she hit me up and was like, I might have an opportunity for you at Aspire. So I connected with um, Whitney Anderson over at Aspire at the time. And I was just so happening to come down to Atlanta for the turn up. But I was like, mm-hmm. I love to drop by. And so I dropped by the office. I met my former boss and now sister for life, Melissa Ingram. And, you know, we just really hit it off. She's a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. And um, I, like, wrote them a card when I got back home and sent it, everything. I didn't hear back. But I was supposed to move out of my apartment. Like, my lease was up in July. And I was like, okay, if I don't hear anything, I'm just going to move back home for a little bit because I don't want to have another lease because I want to move. And so 
literally like two weeks before I was supposed to move out of my apartment, they hit me and was like, hey, when can you start? How soon can you start? And I was like, whoa, okay. Like, and literally I got my life together in, in a week and a half and like packed up my car, moved to Atlanta, immediately started working at Aspire. I love that you mentioned that it was like a temporary position because I didn't have any benefits. I left like all these shiny benefits over at T-Mobile um, to step into the unknown. And yeah, like Aspire was fun. It was, it was great. Like I learned so much and I like, I don't know. I just like my faith increased because I was like, whoa, like this is what I was fasting and praying for. And so next thing you know, like I was emailing people like, hey, can I come cover this? Can I come do this? And nobody at my job was telling me no. And I have to point out that my position was social media coordinator. That means that I was supposed to post two to three times a day on social media, do marketing stuff, not work red carpets, not all the other stuff, but I knew what I wanted to do. So I kind of made it my own and that it, it was, it was great. And I, I was full time by December. That's amazing. And I'm, I'm glad that you broke down the, the timeline because I think now I, I did an interview a couple of weeks ago with the, with another lady. Um, and we were just kind of talking about how like now with, certain things like media we we have a big responsibility so it's up to us people who are faith-based to be able to bring God with us we can't grow and hit higher levels without bringing him there you know we pray for certain things but it's like did you do what he asked you in order to get these things so you may get it but not to the fullest potential so the fact that you know you stuck to your fast, um, you know, was listening to gospel music. It's crazy because I literally all this year, I um, I did a fast. Um, it started New Year's. Um, I went to church and the pastor was like, just for the first 12 days of January, let's fast. Don't eat until afternoon. But something mm-hmm. that led me to like keep doing it every month. So the first 12 days I would fast. And during that time, like I would sit with God, listen to my gospel music, make sure I'm praying. I found this podcast, shout out to the Christian Bay podcast, listen to like different devotionals um, and all that stuff like that. And there were a couple months, I'm not going to lie, a couple months I did not fast. And those were the months God told me about myself because so many things were happening things weren't going the right way with my podcast and all this stuff like that. So it really just shows you how much God is with you in every step that you take, whether it be personal, professional, business, like, so thank you for just breaking down that, that story and, and kind of sharing more about that in your journey. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to, happy to share it. Cause like, even in me, like saying that I'm like, <clears throat> dang like I needed that reminder for myself like it's been a minute since I've been able to do a fast of that caliber Mm -hmm. and um yeah I'm just whoo it's definitely been a journey and it's still like a journey now so yeah (laughs) step by step (laughs) but um (laughs) 
you know, you you started, um, you know, with Aspire full time, and then you decided to go into business for yourself, freelance journalist. Okay, um, kind of walk me that that journey and kind of what was some what were some things you didn't expect when you were trying to go into business for yourself. Well, it's I never ever in a million years thought that I would be an entrepreneur. Like I used to like be like, oh, that's so cool. Like who like power to those people? Like <laughs> I'm inspired, but like not enough to do it. But um I am really big on not being boxed in. And that's what ultimately led me to my uh, to my decisions to again take another step out on faith and the way that like my faith is set up like i've i have a lot of testaments to stepping out on faith so it's like each time is like is no doubt you know what i mean it's no like it's like okay we we doing it again like because every time i've took a leap of faith like god has been right there to be like oh you thought this was how it was gonna go like better because you listen to me like you know and yeah. so what i didn't know is that like whoo it's hard like i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it's hard and i'm in a season right now where i'm like okay like what am i gonna do like what's next like should i have done this was this the right decision like all of these like voices in my head are like questioning things and so you know i didn't know that like just like the basics, like going from getting a paycheck, like at a set time all the time. That's like one big thing because I want all people to abolish net 30, like pay me when I do the work. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that was like the biggest thing. And like another big thing was like discipline. Like I have to like, okay, if I slack off, is nobody's fault but myself for for why my money is looking funny during a certain month. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I just think, I think that one of the biggest things though that I didn't really think through or think what happened would be like opportunities. I think like for me, really it taught me that like I'm valuable as a person like you know what i mean not like standing or being tied to any brand like because yes i freelance for different brands but like it really taught me a lesson in self-worth and self-value so yeah like now i'm not afraid to be like no this is my rate this is this is my rate you know and before i've always been like oh well i love it so like the money's gonna come and yes the money is gonna come but it doesn't mean like you have to like not like know your worth that sprinkle in a little tax so i would say that's something i learned <laughs> yes so since we're talking about it you know i think now we're always and you said it yourself you're kind of focused on what's next which is always the case but we don't take those moments to really like sit back and reflect like dang i did this and i did this so now is the moment for you, Sly. You're going to shout out 
everything that you've been doing, things that you are proud of when it comes to stepping out on faith and and being an entrepreneur. I don't want to tell it all, but, you know, interviews with Ludacris, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. So just give this moment to really just shout out all of your accomplishments. Yeah. So one of the big things that I like am very proud of is A, I shot a documentary on my family and it got picked up for television. Like it is airing on Aspire TV, like for the next three years. So, and that came like after I left, like, you know what I mean? That's like a deal I inked as my own, under my own brand. So I thought that was really cool. As you mentioned, like, yes, like this year alone, I have done so many interviews. Like, I am just still like pinching myself from Ludacris. Like Ludacris was my very first like in person because I've been doing virtual interviews. But that was my first like in person like junket and hearing him say I ask great questions and like that I was dope. I was like, whoa, like this is really happening. Um, This year I've traveled to so many places um, on the dime of other brands, which has been so eye-opening for me. I got to visit the set of Queen Sugar um, just as they, you know, wrapped their last ever episode. I got to meet Kofi. He's so fine in real life. (laughs) But, (laughs) um, But yeah, like I've done things in just 2022 that I never, like I went to Super Bowl this year. Like I never would have imagined. And that was a full circle moment because like I mentioned before, I wanted to be a sports reporter. I wanted to be Pam Oliver on the sideline of the NFL games. And that dream kind of deferred. But like one thing about my life is like denied but not delayed. And so, no, delayed but not denied. And so, you know, like I've gotten to do all of these things and meet all of these dope people. But I think for real, for real, the biggest blessing throughout all of this is just that like my, I'm like literally living out my childhood dreams. Like that's like, that nothing like compares to that. Like no interview, no trip no anything compares to the fact like I'm doing stuff that like baby Shanique dreamed of doing and a lot of it has been from again trusting God taking leaps of faith and just believing in myself I think this was the year like before like obviously I had to believe in myself a little bit to move and leave my home where I'm everything's comfortable but like this year alone I have believed in myself on a whole different level and I'm just happy to be here. Yes. I love that for you. <laughs> oh, man. that's Your journey has just been amazing. It really just, like, wow. Everyone's path is totally different. But I know this definitely gave some inspiration for, for people that are listening. Um, but, you know, we're talking about all these good things. So you got to let the people know where they can find you on social media, your website. Just let them know everything. Yes, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at <coughs> Twitter and Instagram as told by Sly, um, and that's S L Y. Literally, those are my initials. <laughs> um, most people don't know that, and um, 
<laughs> yeah, like those are my initials. So that's how I kind of like came up with that. <laughs> um, and then my website is at www.astoldbysly.com. And then, of course, like I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I love connecting with other people because I feel like my journey is not traditional at all. And I mentioned like having mentors like Akeisha Taylor and Allison Tucker, who both of them are from Dinwiddie, Virginia, and both of them work in the entertainment space, but they do marketing. So like, yes, they connected me with other people. Um, you know, they connected me with like, like Keisha connected me with Jessica, who is, if you guys haven't heard of Poppin' Creative, um, dope marketing agency. But like, I've, I've never really gotten to really speak to somebody that was doing exactly what I wanted to do. So it really warms or lights my heart up when people like reach out and be like, hey, can we chat? I'm like, yes, I want to share all of this information because, again, I feel like when I started, it was like, you pick one thing, you stick to it. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I'm here to tell you, you can do it all. Like you really can. And any way that I can help, like shoot me a DM, all that good stuff. I promise if it takes a minute, I promise I'm going to respond. Cause I just like being able to like help other people. I really do. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you again for just coming on and sharing your story and, and your journey so far. Um, and I wish you nothing but continued success for real. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me on. I oh. think this is a dope, dope platform. So keep doing what you're doing. Guys, so before we go, of course, we have to do the business spotlight for this week. And this is going to go to Lahair Skin. Um, and Lahair Skin is actually a nonprofit. Um, it's a nonprofit charity organization, Lahair Foundation. And they have attempts to bring royal, clear, glowing skin to everyone. All right. That's coming from the average working person to the overlooked foster child. Um, you know, everyone deserves to feel, you know, special and inherit that royal skin. So that's what this this business spotlight is for this week. Um, Lahair does face wash, um, face brightening serums, hair gel and hair oils. So I need you guys to go follow Lahair. Um, on Instagram at Lahair Foundation, as well as going to laharefoundation.org to make sure that you purchase some products.